I'm really happy to introduce to you uh, Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, who joins us uh, from, from Washington. The last time I spoke to you, Madam Secretary, was during the 2000 presidential campaign. So it's long overdue, but welcome to the program here. Well, it's great to be with you, Rush. I can't believe it's been that long. Time flies when it you're does. having a good, good, <laughs> good, good time. Look, I, I want to get straight to this because I, I know your time is limited. The uh, press conference today the president had about the uh, uh, congressional legislation he wants, 45 Democrats oppose. I'm not trying to draw you into political questions here, it's, rest assured. You've got the three Republicans, uh, McCain and Warner and, uh, and Lindsey Graham, joining the Democrats opposing this. Secretary Powell uh, wrote Senator McCain a letter that McCain has publicized. You have responded in a letter to Secretary Warner. What did you say? Well, uh, in fact, uh, I sent the letter before I had uh, seen uh, Secretary Powell's letter. My letter simply stated the Department of State's position, which is that uh, the uh, interpretation of a U.S. treaty obligation through U.S. law is something that we do frequently and all the time. We're not trying to change what's called Common Article 3. We're not trying to, uh, to weaken it. We just want our professionals to have clarity so that they know what is legal and what is not. And I have absolutely no problem defending what the president has asked the Congress to do uh, when I go uh, internationally. I think it, it only makes sense that you would not leave uh, a very unclear standard like that of Common Article 3, which talks about uh, uh, outrages on human, on human dignity, for instance, uh, Rush. You don't want to leave that to uh, unaccountable prosecutors, for instance, uh, internationally. You want U.S. law to, defend, to define that. Uh, Madam Secretary, uh, people like me don't understand the substance of this. Uh, we see pictures of people jumping out the World Trade Center on 9-11 this week. We, we remember the videotapes of the kind of treatment... Uh, American and foreign hostages uh, receive at the hands of our enemy when when in their captivity. Uh, I don't understand the effort on the part of those who oppose this in Congress to try to establish a moral equivalency between the way we treat prisoners and the way our enemy does and to suggest that uh, we can't do something here because it might incite them to be even meaner to us. Could you help me and others like me understand the common sense of opposing this? I can't I can't get my arms around it. Well, Rush, I have to say, I think uh, I don't quite understand either why we would not uh, give the the professionals, our professionals, a clear standard so that they know that they are obeying the law. These are people who take tremendous risks to try and defend us. Uh, they have made tremendous strides in getting information from people like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who planned 9-11, from people like Ramzi bin al-Sheib, who you saw on that videotape with al-Qaeda just a few days ago, crowing about September 11th. They have made great strides in getting information from these people that have prevented other attacks. And by the way, not just prevented attacks here in the United States, but prevented attacks in other parts of the world, too. To have a piece of legislation that does not protect them and does not give them a clear legal standard, I think, is simply wrong. Um, do you find yourself in a in a uh, um, in an uncomfortable circumstance? What with the Secretary of Palmy, leaving aside the apparent lack of loyalty that uh, exists in his letter, do you find it like I have the New York Senate editorial here, showdown or a headline rather, showdown set between Rice and Powell? Do you think this is descending into something personal? No, no, I don't see it that way. Colin Powell is a private citizen. Uh, he can have his views, and I think uh, that's the nature of our great democracy. He's a well-respected private citizen. 
it's my responsibility now to uh, help defend the United States. It's my responsibility now to d defend American policies abroad and to try through diplomacy to make us safer. And I'm quite confident that uh, the United States uh, can uh, both get the information that it needs and live up to our treaty obligations, and that the uh, legislation that the president has proposed uh, does exactly that. At his press conference today, he he introduced something new. Uh, it basically, if I if I understand it right, the president said, if he doesn't get what he wants, if there's not clarity defining and specifying the uh, the vagaries and ambiguities of Common Article Three, he said the program will not go forward. And I interpreted that to mean he'll scrap it. And he'll he's not going to put our professionals, as you refer to them, in any kind of precarious circumstance. And if they don't go along with what he wants, he'll scrap the whole program. And I assume that means the uh, focus of attention on the lack of the program existing from that point forward will be on Congress. Well, I feel very strongly, as does the president, that these men and women who go out and do this, this difficult and dangerous work deserve clarity about uh, the legal ground on which they're standing. And uh, I don't think that you will get people who will actually participate in this program if you don't get that kind of clarity. So you won't have a program. And it would be unfortunate because we have learned a lot from this program. We have prevented attacks. Uh, Russia, information is the long pole in the tent in the fight against terrorists. If you wait until a terrorist has committed his act, then 3,000 people die. What you want to do is to prevent them, and the only way that you can prevent them is to know what they're thinking, to know what they're planning, to know what they're plotting, and uh, this program has been essential in helping us to find that out. Uh, Madam Secretary, the average American understands this. This is uh, this is uh, it's not it's not complicated, and it's that's why so many people don't understand the actions of those in the president's party who are attempting to uh, to, to halt this. They're thinking there's got to be something behind the scenes that matters more than just the specifics of this. I'm not, I'm not asking you to, to address that. I know your time is limited, and I have one more question for you, and I assure you, I'm asking this solely from the, from the uh, position of wanting to learn and wanting to understand. And I want to go back to the recent uh, uh, war between the uh, Hezbollah and uh, Israeli forces. Um, it seems that, that when it comes to Israel and their fight against terrorists, uh, Ceasefires and resolutions are, are the rule of the day, even though they really haven't worked in, in ceasing these hostilities and bringing about peace. They just bring interruptions to it. Yet when we are fighting terrorists, no, we don't tell ourselves to cease fire and negotiate with them. What, what is it about the paradigm of the Middle East that requires the fight against terrorism there be fought differently than the way we're fighting it against us? Well, I would think of it a little, a little differently, Rush. What, we, what you have there is you have a Lebanese government that wants to fight terror and that is the beginnings of a democratic government that could be, a, could be actually a partner for Israel in fighting terror. And so the ceasefire was really with the Lebanese government, and now we're trying to help the Lebanese government deal with the effects of a Hezbollah that launched that attack without Lebanon even knowing. I think of it the following way. We are fighting terror in Iraq, but we're doing it with an Iraqi government. We are fighting terror in Afghanistan, and we're doing it with an Afghan government. So the way to think about what happened in Lebanon is that we're going to fight terror, but we need to do it with a Lebanese government that is devoted to fighting terror. So um, I think with the, the, from our point of view, there isn't any difference. No terrorist uh, can be uh, supported or understood or negotiated with. 
what you can do is to find moderate governments, uh, moderate leaders in those countries that are suffering from terrorism themselves and enlist them in the fight to help defeat terrorists. Is Lebanon really serious about this? I mean, if, 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 the, uh, if the Hezbollah group was able to attack without even the government of Lebanon knowing it, then what good does a ceasefire with the government of Lebanon do? Well, you have to strengthen that government. It's a weak government, and it, but it is getting stronger. It's finally deployed its military forces throughout its whole country for the first time in more than three decades. And uh, this is a government that came to power when the uh, extremists assassinated the uh, reformist prime minister of Lebanon, uh, Rafiq Hariri. And so this is a government that comes from the right set of values and the right set of principles. It's just not, a, not very strong. We're trying to help build it up, build up its security forces. But when we've done that in Lebanon and in Iraq and in Afghanistan, and indeed if we can find that kind of uh, government, government in uh, the Palestinian territories, uh, having those strong, moderate forces to help you fight terror, indigenous forces to help you find ter- fight terror, is extremely important. Okay, so the theory is that uh, uh, terrorists will gravitate to uh, uh, ter- areas where there are no states, where there are no governments, but right. they like they did Afghanistan and uh, and the and Somalia. Exactly, but, and so uh, you ha- you have to build up governments that can prevent that from happening. And it's hard well, work. And, and hope they're allied with us. The, uh, these these are governments that are allied with us. It's it's hard work. They're they're sacrificing too. Uh, there was an attempt on the life of the deputy interior minister of uh, of Lebanon just a few days ago. So they're sacrificing too. But these are these are really good partners. We just have to uh, build them up and help them to fight the terrorists in their midst. Before you go, are there days you wish that you could have become the commissioner of the National Football League? <laughs> I love it that you're a football fan. Oh, yes, of course there are days I wish I could become. <laughs> no, look, I'm, I love what I'm doing, um, and it's, uh, I'm really lucky to be here at this particular point in time. But at some point, I'm going to want to go to to one of my first loves, which is sports. Well, let me tell you, there are a lot of Americans who are thrilled that you're there, too, because they understand the battle you have with uh, with a lot of career people in the State Department who were there before the administration got there. And and uh, you bring a comforting salve to a lot of people with the way you conduct yourself in the uh, in the office. Do you have a favorite NFL team? or you? Well, not- I do. Let me just say, Rush, I, want you to, I just want to say one thing. I, I really do like being secretary. I've got a great team here, a great group of people, and uh, career and professional. They're working hard, and people are serving in places like Baghdad and Kabul, sometimes without their family, always without their families. Uh, they're good folks. Uh, but in a, in a couple of years, I'll be glad to go. And uh, yes, I have a favorite NFL team, the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, who, oh my yeah, God. Oh, well, managed the... to let Reggie Bush have a great rookie uh, first game. What a disappointing season you are headed for. Uh, well, now let's just let's just watch. It's 15 <laughs> games to go. Well, I'm, a, I'm a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, oh I see. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I appreciate your time. We need to have uh, conversations more often. It's very enlightening. I would like and, that. Uh, I like that, Rush. Let's let, let's let it be too long the next time. We'll do that. Okay. Thank you very much for your time today. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice.